Welcome back to NC Realtors Redefined, the NC Realtors podcast, sponsored by Century 21. On this episode, Seth Palmer, Director of Regulatory Affairs and External Communications, gives an inside look at NC Realtors government affairs activity during the current coronavirus pandemic and what is on the horizon, including this year's North Carolina General Assembly session. And NC Realtor Lee Brown will be discussing legislative priorities in preparation for our upcoming virtual NC Realtors legislative meetings. My name is Seth Palmer, and I am the Director of Regulatory Affairs and External Communications here at NC Realtors. Uh, I'll be here to walk you through advocacy in the time of COVID-19, or also known as advocacy in a time of crisis. So I uh, am not in my office. I am at my house. I am uh, also uh, in need of a haircut, which is certainly something that we all are dealing with across the state. And, And that certainly changed a lot of how we do advocacy and how we engage in general. So, but what I want to first start in saying is that as the North Carolina Association of Realtors, as realtors in general, we are extremely fortunate to have an awesome group of members, 48,000 strong across the state, as well as being part of 1.4 million realtors across the country. And because of that, y'all provide us as your staff, as, as your advocates, a huge amount of, of resources and tools and engagement opportunities that we're able to to understand. And so it gives us as your team the the ability to connect uh, at at all levels of government um, from across the state and across the country. Uh, There are over 530 uh, municipalities, there's 100 counties, and there's only a staff of about 10 of us. So that makes things a little more difficult, not just during this time, but also during... uh, the, during normal times, we, we struggle and we're very fortunate to, to have a growing advocacy team and, and engagement uh, opportunities that are provided from the membership. So as we talk today, I'll, I'll continually reference the great work that we're, we've been able to conduct through our growing advocacy team, whether it be regional and local government affairs directors, some of whom you probably all know very personally, they're at your associations, folks. Um, like Nick Scarcy, like Troy Bachman, like Mike Buttram, like Stephen Bradford, like Porter Graham, like Kathy Wood, like Dense Sang Sullivan, like Jordan Forrest, and, and the list goes on and on and on. They are all working on your behalf day in and day out in local communities and supporting us at the state level. So let's talk a little bit about how things have changed, um, not, not to belabor any specific part of that because we know that most everything has changed. But first and foremost, when, when we think about how we're communicating in this current crisis, we recognize that nobody had any form of playbook or, or any understanding of what the circumstances would look like. Um, in North Carolina, we're, we have had the opportunity to respond to crises uh, primarily of a disaster, of a natural disaster means. And so we were comfortable in understanding how to communicate after a hurricane, after a tornado, after other natural disasters that we 
certainly knew were coming, understood kind of how things had worked previously, and then were able to engage um, certain communications tools, certain engagement tools, and, and to be able to provide the most information possible. But what we also knew through that experience is that those tended to only affect a very limited scope of the, of the association and of the population of the state as a whole. With COVID-19, everybody's affected. All 100 counties are, are affected in some way. All 535 plus municipalities are affected. And, and the state government and state infrastructure is affected. And so in our response, we have to be understanding of that and know that there's not this bevy of resources, this bevy of understanding as to how we communicate. And so from the NC Realtors perspective, that's why we shifted to a communicate early, communicate often, and communicate always type of mindset. And so that's why you saw us very quickly turn on the status update email and the coronavirus advocacy page located at ncrealtors.org slash coronavirus. But we created all these resources because we knew that the amount of information that was flowing out from government entities, from private entities, was so voluminous for our members that we really wanted to make sure that what realtors across the state were hearing was a consistent message from the state association. We didn't want y'all to have to wait and rely on whatever you hear on the news or whatever your friends are hearing from, from the news or from other people for, for your news. That's not why you're a member of NC Realtors. That's, we're here to assist you in that, and especially now to provide you resources so that you can understand how you can do your business if, if your area was, say, open during a, a stay-at-home order or if it wasn't, what you can't do, um, because at the end of the day, we didn't want anybody to um, be found and, and to, to be the front page news of trying to conduct what is what was their business two days before the order was put in, but what but what was then deemed to be non-essential, and that those are were certainly some really hard conversations, and we were extremely appreciative of many of the members across the state for providing us that insight and that information because it, these local orders vary. They, they were all over the place. They, some localities and, and counties put out similar orders, but others just frankly kind of put out whatever they felt uh, was in, important in their area. And that made it very complicated for analysis and certainly extremely complicated for each of you on the ground because we weren't able to give you immediate understanding because we had to call, we had to email, we had to to, to reach out to local attorneys, to the county commissions, um, through our local GADs and, and through folks on the ground to really understand, frankly, what the heck they meant in some ways. And, and we've been very uh, fortunate through a lot of that work that we were able to roll back some of the more uh, stringent regulations like what you saw in Guilford and Buncombe counties as well as in Durham and, and and also a little bit in Mecklenburg County. All of those were a result of our advocacy efforts, but they were a very different advocacy effort than what they would have been had we been all able to, to go to meetings and, and stand face-to-face -face with county leaders and city leaders and say, hey, what is this? What what is the What's the rationale? What's the concern? What's the challenge? And so we had to do it through email, through text, uh, through messaging, and, and that certainly comes with its own challenges and delays. 
we've also all, and this is not necessarily one of those, but it's something very similar. We've also all been on Zoom calls and WebExes and, and go to meetings all day, every day, it feels like. Um, I think, as I've jokingly said to many folks, if, if I had known what we were getting into, we would have all been buying Zoom stock and, and other platforms that support this because this is what everybody does. And government's not different in that. But that makes it a lot different advocacy activity for, for a lobbyist. I mean, as a, a lobbyist of almost 11 years, I'm used to going and sitting in in a room with somebody or being able to, to grab them in the hall and talk about an issue, even though I still may be having communications with them through email, text, and phone calls, I still have that opportunity to have that personal connection and they know who I am and and what I stand for. And, and as NC Realtors, we've been extremely fortunate over the decades that we've done advocacy to build longstanding relationships so there's no newness feeling here. And especially now that we're a year into a legislative biennium, a lot of the legislators of the General Assembly knew us. They, 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 there was no disconnect of who the heck is this Seth Palmer who's, who's emailing me? Um, what, what does he want? There was connection, and that's through the, also through the power of the, the NC Realtors lobbying team led by Chief Lobbyist Katie Thomas. As her team has built those relationships, not just in the past year, but over the past years and decades, that they have each walked the General Assembly halls on their own representing clients. And so they had the opportunity to build those relationships and be able to pick up the phone very quickly and get quick answers. But when we think of, of how your engagement, your business will change, that still is certainly an open question. As you've seen, we've shifted a lot of our meetings um, in the coming months, including the NC Realtors legislative meetings and the NAR Realtor legislative meetings uh, to virtual presence. And there's certainly huge opportunities through that. That allows for a greater degree of connection. You don't have to travel to Washington or to Raleigh to, to, to sit down face-to-face, essentially, with your legislators and have conversations and hear what they're, they're talking about and in a very candid way, because these are realtor-focused events, to have that engagement. Um, and we've seen through, as you, as you probably have gotten in, in email over the past few days, with the launch of the NC Realtors virtual town halls for congressional members, We've seen a huge number of, of growth in our, our legislative meeting opportunities. We've seen people who probably have never been able to, to travel to Washington, D.C. for the, the legislative meetings because they had, had their business to continue and their families that they uh, needed to stay with. But we've been able to provide an opportunity where they can engage. Uh, but these are all great opportunities to hear from legislators, from elected officials, when you aren't able to be in present. In, in physical presence with them. You also, um, just to give you all kind of an update on where things stand with the General Assembly, they met uh, over the past couple of days and they met through many virtual presence capabilities. Um, they Their committees were held through Zoom and through uh, YouTube live streams and, and those that comes with challenges. Um, in committee rooms, legislative leadership is able to control background noise and, and other other things that we kind of take for granted in, in meetings. But when you're on online and, and plugged in in various different locations across the state, 
you can't control if somebody's got their mic wide open and and their their dogs are barking in the background or their kids are running around in the background. And that's a challenge. That's a challenge for communications. That's a challenge for engagement. And it's, it's just a general complication to the process. They were able to, through virtual presence as well as through social distancing, uh, pass one, a $1.6 billion relief plan. They passed that on Saturday. And that really helps to provide some monies to to allow the, the state to draw down both federal monies as well as provide additional relief in, in especially the short term. There are uh, additional plans that the General Assembly is considering, um, but we'll continue to monitor that. Also let you know that they did pass and the governor did sign authorization for emergency online notarization, which has been a really key part of what we've been working on. We hoped it would have been accomplished sooner, but uh, due to the way the state law was constructed originally, it could not be done through executive order. We had to wait to get legislative approval. But at the end of the day, one of the things we really wanted to make sure that each and every one of our members knew is that even though we're not able to be in in person, we're not able to to sit down and, and see each of you, as, or to see legislators and elected officials face to face, that we as your your advocacy team are are still here. We're still working day in and day out on many of the same issues, if not in a different in the same format, but likely in a different format than we were before. Um, all of the key issues that affect the industry are are still there and are still important to to follow. We've we've only really added to that list in dealing with the specific nature of the challenges of COVID-19, whether it be the challenges of housing affordability and landlord and tenant issues or the issues related to the inventory and the process of, of buying and selling real estate in North Carolina. All of those still remain. We all are still fighting on many of the same same things that we were. For the rest of this presentation and to get exclusive NC Realtors content, join the NC Realtors Mobile Mondays group on Facebook. Hey friends, Lee Brown here in Concord and actually in my house in Harrisburg today. All right, so I'm sure that y'all saw the excitement that we're gonna have our legislative meetings virtually, yay, right? So our meetings, just like if y'all noticed with our NAR meetings at the National Association, it's kind of crazy that you realize how much work we get done in the space of this many days because when they unstacked our mid-year meetings, it was like three weeks worth of nonstop Zoom about lost my mind. So you'll now find out that we were actually very productive in Raleigh in our three-day meetings because now it's unstacking to go from May 27th until June 3rd. But that's all right because y'all can manage it. And so we will just be our best realtor selves and we will get the work done. So there is a full agenda coming soon. And if you have not paid attention, friends, now is the time to RDR and RDR. So instead of realtors don't read and realtors don't retain, how about realtors do read and realtors do retain? And then we're going to add another one, realtors do RSVP, because we do have some special events at our legislative meetings that will require RSVPs. So y'all need to pay attention there. So as you look at the legislative agenda coming soon, your big giant thing to go ahead and mark on your calendars, 
So red alert, red alert on your calendar right now, Wednesday, June 3rd from 9 a.m. till 10.30 a.m. is our legislative forum. Now, why do you want to show up there? Because y'all, we have some really good, amazing special guests that you will want to hear from. One of which being our chief lobbyist for the National Association of Realtors, Shannon McGann. If you want to know why the Realtors had so much impact in the CARES Act, it's because Shannon McGann is a rock solid, rock star lobbyist. She's freaking amazing. So you want to hear from Shannon. She'll give you some inside the beltway scoopage on what's going on there. We'll also be joined by Joe Ventron, who is one of my favorite people on NAR staff. And he has spent about 483 years on Capitol Hill. So Joe knows more and where more bodies are buried than anybody else. So they're going to give you a real behind-the-scenes look at NAR and what we are doing on the federal level. And spoiler alert, there's more happening in the world than coronavirus. We have flood insurance about to expire again. And there's also the reform of Fannie and Freddie still going on. Y'all, there is stuff all the time. And, you know, we in hurricane season again. Did y'all see we have an A-storm now that's so special? And so we need to make sure that we look out for all of our citizens and keep the legislative efforts going forward. So for real, y'all, when the schedule comes out, and you can always look for it at ncrealtors.org. You can also stalk the Facebook pages. But if something requires RSVP, you're going to have to RSVP. And that's because some things are just for members and not for sneaky members of the public who wish they were as cool as people who are NC Realtors. So also know that our big Wednesday is always legislative day when you get to go hang out with your elected officials. And I mean, what's more fun than that? I mean, really. But some of you have really fun officials and some of you, it is a a burden from the Lord, and we know that you know that, but we're going to have that day virtually as well. Our staff is still diligently working with our local associations, our local association presidents, and by the way, thanks to all y'all for serving, because I know <laughs> this ain't the year you expected, and working with our state political coordinators, aka the SPCs, and the elected officials, to line everything up, so you will be seeing information come out Member by member, you'll want to sign up and hang out with your elected official because don't forget, you are a constituent and a voter as well as a realtor, and we like to make sure they know that. So the more of us that show up, and by the way, friends, this is why y'all need to go tag in and find all of your realtors that you do cross sales with and make sure they know what happens on the legislative level because if we want to have smart things enacted, we need to have a whole bunch of realtors standing there together. And just remember, in realtor world, we don't play R's and D's. We play, are you with us or against us? And that's a very important thing to remember at all times. We are absolutely bipartisan, nonpartisan, focused on property rights. So understanding that, we want you to know that when you show up for the legislative meetings, especially if you are a local association leader, you will find out quickly what we do at the state level. And then by showing up for our forum with Shannon McGann and Joe Ventrone, you'll understand what's happening on the federal level. And friends, your buyers and sellers need to know exactly what it is that we, the realtors, do because they think we dress up and drive around. They don't have the foggiest idea that we're the reason that they have so many of the protections that they have. 
And they need to know this. And so the more you know, the more you can take back to your clients and your future clients and your past clients too. Now, the General Assembly is returning today and they're going to be in session for maybe a month-ish. We don't know. It depends on coronavirus and all of the different updates and metrics and levels that they're hitting. There are going to be restrictions on General Assembly building access. They have improved the technology. And so all of our... Our elected officials probably now have smartphones. There were some flip phones in that group before, y'all ever notice? I'm not calling names, but for real. So now they are streaming and they have audio committee meetings and sessions. There's been a lot of improvements made so that we can improve communication. And I don't think that's going to change after coronavirus, even though we'll be back in person. I think we're going to keep some pieces of technology, which are very helpful and good. So there are some bills that have been filed and let you know what we are keeping an eye on as North Carolina Realtors. We don't have the faintest idea what they're going to get around to up there in Raleigh because it depends on who is on the floor and who has the hallways controlled. But one of the bills that we are very interested in is House Bill 1057. That's the worker comp change. Now we do have inside the Realtors and inside several committees, we have what's called the Rapid Response Team. And if you are a member who wants to know more about being involved, I promise you, friend, we want you involved. So you've never applied for a committee. Let me know. Let President Marin know. Let President-elect Kelly Marks know. Let past President Asa Fleming know. All of us are glad to help you figure out how to dial in. But that rapid response team exists so that when there's bills floating around in the hallways, we can get some information handled quickly. And this particular bill needed us to respond and to say what we thought. There are some proposed changes to workers' comp around coronavirus, which are going to shift a lot of financial liability onto small business. So we are partnering up with about 30 other associations and groups to be a part of this process to make sure that we don't hammer our small businesses. And again, if you have more questions, reach out to staff. We will absolutely tell you where we're coming from on this stuff. We're also focused on Senate Bill 728 and its companion bill, House Bill 1078. That's funding assistance for our small-scale landlords. And if you're wondering what small-scale is, that's less than 25 properties, and it will be the primary source of income. This is a program that would be designed for 0% loans funded through the Housing Finance Agency. Full disclosure, I'm on the board for North Carolina Housing Finance, but I ain't got nothing to do with the decisions on this yet. Just I'm telling you people things. But we're focused on this because with rental forgiveness due to coronavirus loss of income, we've got to look out for our landlords, which also looks out for our property managers. And by the way, Realtor friends, whenever we're talking about legislation, it is not just where it affects the residential markets. We communicate with our commercial members and find out how the impact is there and our property management members to impact there and our resort second home crowd as well. There's a lot of different floating pieces here, and we want to make sure we're considering all angles. And so if you are a member who does not primarily do regular primary residences, we've got volunteer jobs for you too. And I should mention as well on that workers' comp bill 1057, with the rapid response team, we did get input from property management and from commercial before we made a decision about how to play in the coalition. And we got very strong response back. So if you have colleagues that are commercial or are 
property management, please let them know that we need to hear their voices. And past president Amy Hedgecock is going to give a big amen because she is apparently like the anointed one for property management, and she would rather somebody else lick a windowsill like we know that Kathy Robertson has offered to do. And that's an inside scoop. And if you want to know inside jokes and stories, you should become a volunteer because it's totally worth it. Now, understand that as our session is happening, what they're looking at is coronavirus response, how it plays into all of the legislation. We've also got to figure out what to do with federal money and federal guidance. So what you'll be watching is some of the improvements to the relief bills that were approved in April. I hope that y'all read about that in your insights because North Carolina Realtors, high five to the staff because y'all have sent us in, in, in too many emails, frankly, but it's all right. I've read them because you had a lot to tell us with these updates, but if you've had some closings, then you know that we had some emergency help from our legislature, like the emergency remote notarizations, which we needed that, and temporary exemptions to the Good Funds Settlement Act. And if you didn't know what Good Funds Settlement Act is, that's that legislation that says y'all can't get paid at the table like you can in South Carolina. You have to wait for it to record, but with courthouses being a hot mess, we had some temporary exemptions. We're looking for longer-term exemptions exemptions for both because those expire in August and it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that we're not going to be done with all of this by August. And you should know as well, friends, how amazing your volunteers are. Past chair of legislative Wendy Harris with President Asa Fleming in 2019 and our staff, Katie Thomas, Seth Palmer. Well, we lost... Um, Sweet Michael Landis, he moved off into a big different position. We miss him greatly. Mark Zimmerman, we've got really great staff, and we got our legislative priorities through last year. And if y'all remember, the big one was Association Health Care. So our lobbying team was already trying to figure out, well, what do you do to top Association Health Care? And luckily, coronavirus came along. See, we're so grateful for opportunities to grow and learn. And so one of the things that we're going to grow and learn together is whether or not the General Assembly is going to pass a budget this year. Oh, I know you have one in your house, but we don't have one in the house in Raleigh all the time. So we don't know, friends, what the revenue picture is going to look like because state taxes are not due until July the 15th. And you may realize that people have not spent as much or made as much this year, so we're not really sure how that's going to look. You may see one large budget proposal. You may see area-specific budgets. We may see a continuation budget. We don't really know. So that's something we'll keep educating you on and updating you as we get information from session. And just know that, as always, we do have some traditional priorities in the budget, uh, including funding for the Housing Trust Fund and the Work Workforce Housing Loan Program, which are programs that are designed to help our most vulnerable population have a place to live, and they're mainly public-private partnerships, and we want to continue taking care of all communities, understanding that there are some affordability issues in places in the state, and the coronavirus has not exactly changed that. And we're continuing to seek funding for the film grant program which would probably be a conversion to an incentive program again, because we would like to bring Wilmy Wood back and make sure that other parts of the state can benefit from that. For the rest of this presentation and to get exclusive NC Realtors content, join the NC Realtors Mobile Mondays group on Facebook. Do you have feedback on a story or a topic that you'd like to hear covered on this podcast? Then give the NC Realtors Redefine a call at 336-550-4437. When leaving your voicemail, 
Be sure to tell us your name and where you're from. Your comments may be used on a future episode of NC Realtors Redefined. Be sure to catch up on every episode of NC Realtors Redefined by subscribing to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or SoundCloud. 